What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Tyler, here with the Around the Bases podcast. I hope you had a great week watching softball and in general. A lot to get to here, so let's go ahead and just jump right into the week three of the college softball season recap. So, Rachel Crabtree's homer in the bottom of the sixth lifted Duke past Elon 5-4. Sometimes these in-state rivalries deliver a good game for us. This happened to be one of those times because clearly Duke is a better team than Elon. But it's that any day, given day mentality that helped uh, Elon to be able to stay in that game. Britton Rogers had 11 strikeouts and allowed only one hit in Georgia's 6-0 win over Gardner-Webb. Melissa Guembarda's homer and three RBIs led Clemson past Charlotte, 5-2. So Clemson picks up a very solid win. Charlotte missed out on a very quality, uh, the highest quality win they could get, almost. But they, they got a win that we'll talk about on next week's show. Next week's episode. Reagan Walsh's double, five RBIs, plus Natalie Lugo's no-hitter combined to lead Florida past North Florida, 8 to nothing in five innings. Florida State scores six runs in the bottom of the six to avoid a massive upset at home to Florida A&M's 8-3. To kick off Thursday, Aaron Koffel's two homers and six RBIs led Kentucky past Jacksonville 12-4 in five innings. Tennessee cruised past BYU 10-3, and it was good to see Ashley Rogers back in the circle. Uh, That's a great sign for Tennessee. Thankfully, that medical issue uh, that she sustained at the St. Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational isn't uh, too big of a deal for her, and she should be able to get through the season pretty okay now. Jayla Wright threw a no-hitter in Duke's 8-0 five-inning win over Army. Micah Sutherland's 10 strikeouts led Cal State Fullerton to the 1-0 upset over Arizona. She also allowed only four hits in that game, Uh, but huge win for Cal State Fullerton. Absolutely one of those mid-majors that you should absolutely be aware of uh, throughout the season and moving forward because you could very easily see them in the tournament after they win the Big West, maybe. Um, But Cal State Fulton is a very decent team, and I look forward to seeing what they can bring to the table throughout the season. Amber Linton's 11 strikeouts lead New Mexico to a 5-4 win over UTEP. Alabama easily handled Louisiana on the road 9-1 in five innings. I thought this game would be closer, um, but we'll talk about uh, them two playing another game here in a, uh, a little bit later. Um... A surprising result as Sam Houston held McNeese State to only one hit to take them down one to nothing. Uh, maybe Sam Houston is better than I thought, uh, but beating McNeese State is certainly an accomplishment because McNeese usually plays tough competition very well, so it's a surprise to see them lose a game like this. 
Uh, Cal State Fullerton used a balanced effort throughout their lineup to get the 7-3 win over San Diego State. Two very good mid-majors going against each other. Um, uh, if you can call them mid-majors, but uh, they're certainly very two, two very good team programs. And Cal State Fullerton ended up getting the win, so... Moving on to Friday, Oakland took down James Madison 4-3 thanks to a single in the bottom of the 6th. A surprising result, but Oakland had a win uh, had a win that will shock a lot or had a very close encounter this week uh, that we'll get to next on next week's episode. Um, but Oakland's a lot better apparently than I thought. Ainsley four bushes, nine strikeouts led Ole Miss past James Madison four to one to knock them down to three and three on the season. Wichita State used a sixth run second inning to take down Northern Iowa nine to five. Minnesota held off a late rally by Northern Iowa to get the five to four win. <clears throat> so Northern Iowa misses out on two really good wins there, but they played both of them very tough, so that's a good sign for them moving forward as they head into Missouri Valley play here in the next couple weeks. Danielle Williams did it again, shutting down Oregon's offense in a 1-0 win for Northwestern. Later that day, Jordan Rudd walked it off for Northwestern in their 7-6 nine-inning win over San Diego State. Again, San Diego State. A very decent team and program, but ultimately Northwestern was just a little bit better in extra innings that day. So, uh, South Alabama didn't fall to Longwood like others have this season in their 2-1 to one win. South Alabama, certainly a very decent team as well um, from the Sun Belt. Longwood, you know, they've had v a very great wins this, so far this season, but they couldn't take down South Alabama on Friday night. Keely Rochard had 17 strikeouts and allowed only three hits in Virginia Tech's one to nothing nine-inning win over Ohio State. Very shocking that uh, Ohio State took Virginia Tech to extras, but nevertheless, they got the job done, got the win. Amanda Argo Menezes three run homer in the top of the sixth proved to be the difference in Cal Baptist's 6-3 win over BYU. And that's a huge win for Cal Baptist. I didn't see them beating BYU. BYU is a very solid program as well. Um, so congratulations to the Cal Baptist Lancers for that win because that's a huge win for them. Danielle Watson's 11 strikeout one hitter leads Florida State past Hofstra 3 to nothing. Clemson scores 6 runs in the bottom of the 5th to take down Boston University 8 to nothing in 5 innings. I was expecting more out of Boston University in that game, but ultimately they weren't able to keep it close and Clemson just drove them away at the end. Texas falls to 5-7 and seven on the season as Arizona State takes them down 2 to nothing in the chilly opening of the Texas Classic. And we'll talk about why things got screwed up with that tournament. Um, but 
Arizona State picked up a huge win. Texas continued their skid. Um, so, it is what it is. Uh, but Shelby Lowe's 13 strikeouts lift Auburn past Louisiana Monroe or ULM 3-0. Jaden Fields hits a home run in the bottom of the sixth to lift Georgia past North Carolina 3-2. Tiari Jennings homer twice as Jordy Ball's perfect game led Oklahoma past Cal State Fullerton 10 to nothing in six innings. Yet another team falling victim to Oklahoma that is actually a very good team and program. Um, but Liberty took down George Washington 6-3. I didn't expect George Washington to win that game, but I... It was good to see them keep it close, being as it's an in-state matchup that you know you want to show out for. Oregon's day went from bad to worse as Missouri took them down 6-2. to two. Um, You know, this... Uh, Missouri's had, a, so far, kind of an up-and-down season thus far. And I think Oregon is starting to trend in that direction. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, that is what it is. Uh, Mia Davidson's three homers and six RBIs led Mississippi State to a 14 to nothing five-inning rout of Longwood. Mia Davidson had a huge game, um, and Longwood was not able to keep up with that SEC power. Leanna Johnson's eight strikeouts outdueled Courtney Veerstra's nine strikeouts as Troy got the five to one eight inning win over Miami of Ohio. Very um, good win there for Troy because Miami of Ohio is going to be at the top of the MAC for sure with Kent State and Ball State. So Bailey Van Oy's triple two homers are part of a big offensive effort as Charlotte held off Wichita State late to get the win ten to seven. Then later that day, Charlotte continued their great run of form as they took down Minnesota 4-3. So Charlotte picks up two very decent wins, and Charlotte is a very good team. And you'll find out why on next week's episode. Kelly Maxwell's 13 strikeouts lead Oklahoma State to a 1-0 win at Texas A&M. Texas A&M, I think, was, I believe, was undefeated to that point. So Oklahoma State finally clipped their wings. Um, but Oklahoma State's a really good team, a really good program, a team we should expect to see in uh, Oklahoma City. So uh, kudos for Texas A&M for playing them tough at home. Montana Fouts had 13 strikeouts in Alabama's 5-0 win over southeastern Louisiana. Kylie Macy threw a 13-strikeout perfect game in Georgia's 18-0 five-inning win over Bryant. Sam Landry throws an 11-strikeout no-hitter in Louisiana's 10-0 five-inning win over St. Thomas. Charleston Southern shut down Liberty in a 3-0 win, and I was shocked to see that. Um, honestly, I did not expect Charleston Southern to go to Liberty and win a game. Um, so it's proved to be, it can be done now though. So that sets the table for this weekend, which we'll get to in a minute or get to later. Um, 
but qual very quality win for Charleston Southern in of the Big South. Peyton Tidd helped out uh, her own cause in the circle, hitting a two-run homer to lead Notre Dame past Iowa 2 to nothing. Oregon State takes down Tennessee 5-2 at the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic. Am I surprised by this? No, not really, because Oregon State has players that can, big-time players that can get the plays done and get the wins they need. Um, but it's it's one of those matchups that's very good, and I was happy to see it. Shannon Doherty hit a walk-off three-run homer to lift Central Florida over Ole Miss at home, 6-3. Ashley Miller had 12 strikeouts but gave up two runs in the seventh to lose to Florida Atlantic 2-1 for Michigan State. Michigan held off Duke late to get the road win 5-2, and that was huge because it, uh, uh, it was the win that Coach Hutchins needed to pass Coach Candrea for the most Division One wins of all time, so congratulations to Coach Hutchins at Michigan. Uh, you, you are now the top dog of Division One softball, and I'm looking forward to seeing what your team can do this year and to any more teams that you may lead into the future. UCLA scores three in the bottom of the sixth to take down Iowa State three to nothing. And later that day, Megan Faramo's 12 strikeouts lifted UCLA past Texas Tech 2-1. Lauren Kring's 14 strikeouts and freshman Kara Daly's walk-off lifted Missouri to a 2-1 win over Texas Tech. San Diego State pulled off the upset of Washington in a 7-5 win. I'll... I'll save a little bit more for later, but Washington didn't have a great weekend. Oregon State scored nine runs in the top of the sixth to take down Baylor, 13-7. Uh, to seven. And now we move on to Saturday. Uh, Lauren Taylor had a sack bunt to walk it off for Longwood in a 3-2 win over South Alabama. So Longwood was able to recover from their Friday loss to South Alabama and go in and take down another solid team in South Alabama that can build their resume as they look to win the Big South this year, who they will have to contend with Campbell with for sure. But as long as they have uh, Sidney Backstrom in the circle, Longwood has a great shot of winning the Big South, in my opinion. Uh, but Nicole May's 10 strikeouts and Tiari Jennings' second homer of the game lifted Oklahoma past Arc uh, Arizona 10-2 in five innings. Again, Arizona is a team I've been disappointed with this so far this season. They haven't really shown me their top 15 worthy. Um, and this kind of just, I mean, it is Oklahoma. Oklahoma's done this to a lot of great teams, but... Arizona's just not clicking thus far for me this season, and I hope that changes as we go throughout the season. Um, but it just seems like without Coach Candrea, they haven't really found solid footing yet. Wichita State shut down Minnesota as they got the 4 nothing win. Great win for Wichita State. Long Beach State takes down BYU 4-2 out at the Mary Nutter. 
Again, another great win for the Big West as Long Beach State takes down BYU. Um, Cassidy Shomo hit a walk-off homer to lift Missouri past San Diego State 7-6 in 8 innings. So San Diego State, again, proving that they are a very good team. Uh, but Keeley Rochard's 10 strikeouts led Virginia Tech past South Carolina 5-3. to Unfortunately, on Sunday, Troy's games versus Virginia Tech and South Carolina were canceled due to weather. Um, actually, Troy and Virginia Tech uh, were in the fourth inning, I believe, when their game got canceled due to weather. So, the game was declared a no contest. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see either of those games because I was looking forward to seeing Troy match up with those two. Um, but, it is what it is. Central Florida obliterates James Madison 11 to nothing in five innings. And at this rate, in my opinion, it didn't look like James Madison was going to rally to make the NCAA tournament since they're banned from their conference tournament and getting the automatic qualifier. Um, but I'll save more of that for a little later. Fairfield surprisingly shut down South Florida as they got the upset 4 to nothing. Georgina Cork didn't pitch in that game. She pitched in the game later that day, and she responded with 13 strikeouts against St. John's in a 6-0 victory. Kimberly Wirtz, Homer, and five RBIs were part of a big offensive day as Missouri crushed Washington 10-0 in five innings. Another really questionable loss for Washington. And it didn't get any better when Rachel Lewis's homer and Danielle Williams combined and shut down the Washington offense as Northwestern got a 1-0 win. And to be honest with you, Washington is probably my most disappointing team of the week. Texas was able to reclaim, the re -get, get themselves fired up and going again, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Charlotte held off Northern Iowa to get the 4-3 win, so another great win. An another chance Northern Iowa let slip away, but Charlotte's a really good team, so. Georgia had four players with two RBIs as they took down North Carolina 8-1. Duke got their revenge on Michigan, beating them 6-1. Alexis Holloway threw eight strikeouts in a 2-1 win for Notre Dame over Florida Gulf Coast. Jordy Ball had 16 strikeouts in Oklahoma's 9-8, 10-inning win over Tennessee. And if you, if you haven't seen this freshman pitch, you absolutely have to when you get the chance. Every one of their home games are pretty, pretty sure will be on ESPN+. Plus. So if you get the chance to watch Jordy Ball pitch, she doesn't uh, pitch like a freshman. That's needless to say. She's an absolute fantastic player and I think likely could be the freshman of the year nationally. So we'll see. But uh, Jada Coleman hit a two-run wa walk-off to win that game over Tennessee. Janet Johns also hit two home runs. But we were still waiting on Jocelyn Allo to break the home run record after that game. Kaya Matter throws a 18 strikeout no hitter 
missed the perfect game by a walk in UMBC's one to nothing win over Coppern State. And you might be thinking, why would I talk about that? Well, aside from the 18 strikeout no hitter, the person who hit the walk off in that game was none other than their their star pitcher, Courtney Coppersmith. Um, so it was very odd to me, or very interesting to see that even though Courtney Coppersmith wasn't pitching in that game, that she was able to contribute and ultimately win the game for UMBC. She's one of those names that you need to know that you probably have not heard of. Uh, but Maddie Penta's 15 strikeouts were enough to hold off a late rally as Auburn beat Bradley 2-1. to Wichita State had two players with four RBIs as they took down Charlotte 10-2 to on the road. And again, because of inclement weather on Sunday, Wichita State and Minnesota didn't get to play again. Uh, but great win for Wichita State at Charlotte, absolutely destroying them and getting their revenge. Uh, but Casey West's three-run homer in the eighth lifts Baylor past Loyola Marymount 7-4. to four. Camden Kvistad hit a home run, and Olivia Lackey shut down the Mississippi State offense, led to a one to nothing South Alabama win. <clears throat> and once again, I say South Alabama, great program. Much better than their record would suggest, and they proved that by going out and beating Mississippi State on Mississippi State's field, an SEC team. So, kudos to South Alabama. Like I said, as long as Olivia Lackey is pitching, I think um, I think they're a very great team and could very easily make some noise in the Sun Belt. Ashley Miller threw 11 more strikeouts, but again gave up the walk off the Florida Atlantic in a 2-1 to loss for Michigan State. Shelby Sunseri threw 11 strikeouts and hit two solo homers, including the walk-off in LSU's 3-2 10-inning win over Drake. It's good to see Drake giving a top-team program a, tr a trouble like they did a couple years ago. Uh, but Shelby Sunseri is an absolute beast two-way player, so I'm glad to see that she's getting going here. Megan Faremo strikes out 18, and a Savannah Pola sack fly lifted UCLA to a 2-1 8-inning win over Tennessee. Molly Miller threw a 14-strikeout no-hitter in Stanford's 8-0 6-inning win over Mount St. Mary's. Cal State Fullerton scores 7 runs in the first and, first and holds off a late rally by Northwestern to get the 9-8 uh, win. Again, Cal State Fullerton, they keep coming up. They're so good. They don't get enough love nationally. Uh, they are actually receiving votes, though, in both uh, major polls, though. So, there's that. Holly Azevedo's 12 strikeouts to a lead UCLA pass Baylor 7-4. Oregon hit two homers in the top of the third to lift them past Cal State Fullerton 4-3. Again, Cal State Fullerton nearly picking up a very massive win. So, kudos to the Titans for giving the, everything they had this past weekend. Out at the Mary Nutter. 
Um, Jenna Perez threw 11 strikeouts in Loyola Marymount's 4-1 win over Iowa State. And moving on to Sunday, Kelly Maxwell threw 13 strikeouts in Oklahoma State's 5-0 win over Tennessee State. Jessica Mullins shuts down Arizona State's offense as Texas State gets a huge 2-0 win to really kick off the Texas Classic. Uh, they were having weather problems Friday and Saturday, so Texas Classic basically got pushed to Sunday and Monday, so that's why you're hearing it more now. But Texas Tech takes down Northwestern 4-2 as now Northwestern's strong start is starting to slow down a little bit. Not necessarily rushing through things now. So, uh, I mean, um, Northwestern not exactly just plowing through everyone now. Starting to come back down to earth a little bit. But Alabama shut down Louisiana to pick up another strong win. 8 to nothing in 5 innings. Alabama is proving why they're the number two team in the nation right now, taking down a good Louisiana team twice in a shortened game. In run rule fashion, it's really quite remarkable what Alabama's doing thus far in the season. Clear number two team behind Oklahoma. And speaking of Oklahoma, they played uh, some close games to end the weekend. But they got the 2-1 to win over Utah to stay undefeated on Sunday. Jocelyn Allah still hasn't broken the record yet. And she won't have an opportunity this weekend. She'll have an opportunity Monday is their Oklahoma's next game. And we'll talk about that when I get to the week four schedule. Um, but uh, Shelby Lowe's 11 strikeouts shut down Syracuse in a 9-0 five-inning win for Auburn. Bailey Klingler's sack or fly is enough to give Washington the one nothing win over Iowa State. So at least Washington was able to salvage a good win there. Uh, Mississippi State got their revenge on South Alabama winning 5 to nothing. Oregon threw a combined no-hitter and a 5 to nothing win over Long Beach State. Riley Trilicek strands the bases loaded as Florida held off James Madison late to get the 6-4 win. That game right there proves to me that James Madison has the fight to be able to get to the NCAA tournament still this year, even without the conference automatic qualifier. Um, it's going to be a tough road. They've still got plenty of meaningful games that could improve their resume. And RPI, which we know the committee, the selection committee is huge on RPI for softball. Um, but I think James Madison still has work to do. Obviously, they're sitting at three and five currently, um, and they're going to need some wins the next two weekends to really feel like they have a shot at making the tournament. If they go undefeated in CAA play, which I wouldn't expect this season. I think they should be in the tournament no matter what. But that's just me. UCLA holds off Missouri late to get the 7-5 win. Caleb Beaver's 11 strikeouts led Central Arkansas past Kansas City 7-3. Allie Kilponen's 11 strikeouts led LSU to a 5-0 win over Stephen F. Austin. 
Miranda Elish's 11 strikeouts led Oklahoma State to a 2-1 win at Texas A&M. So once again, Oklahoma State beats Texas A&M on their field by one run. So Texas A&M had two very good shots at resume building wins, ultimately weren't able to get the job done, and Oklahoma State was able to pull out those wins. Um, but Tulsa stranded the bases loaded as they took down Texas State 9-5 after Texas State's huge win over Arizona State earlier in the day. Freshman Sophia Simpson threw 12 strikeout no-hitter. Janae Jefferson added four RBIs to lift Texas to an 8-0 six-inning win over UTSA. Hannah Gamble's double homer, five RBIs, led Arkansas to a comeback 8-5 win over Louisville. Another series, Arkansas and Louisville were supposed to be pl uh, playing in a tournament hosted by Arkansas this week, past weekend. Unfortunately, due to weather, it became a Louisville at Arkansas three-game series on Sunday and Monday. And game one on Sunday went to Arkansas, thanks to Hannah Gamble. Uh, but Florida and UCF, uh, Central Florida played the game of the year, in my opinion, an offensive slugfest. It was better than the game Central Florida played against Texas, but they didn't win this time. Um, as Florida came out on top 12-11 to 11 at Central Florida. If we're looking back on games of the year at the end of the season, I think Florida, Central Florida could very easily be towards the top of that list. Uh, but Houston Baptist shut down Houston to get the 7 to nothing win. This result was very surprising to me. I didn't expect it. I thought Houston was better than losing 7 to nothing to Houston Baptist. And uh, credit to Houston Baptist, I don't really know much about them at all. Their in their program, their just entire athletics program. So it was a very shocking to see Houston Baptist just demoralize Houston like that on Houston's field. Now, I don't think Houston's not top tier American team, but. It's just a surprising result. Didn't expect to see it coming. Um, but, you know, again, that any given day mentality, you never know. Anyone can beat anyone any day, so that's just how it goes. Moving on to Monday, there were home runs all over the place as Louisville took game uh, one of the doubleheader or game two of the series from Arkansas 8-4 to four to force the rubber match later that day. Well, later that day, Shanice Del Delcy's 10 strikeouts led Arkansas to smashing Louisville 14 to nothing in five innings to take the three-game series. And good for Louisville for getting their first top 10 road win in a very in a long time. Um, but ultimately, Arkansas was the better team. They won the series two to one. Pretty much what was expected. Well, at least after the schedule was changed, but. <laughs> Thank the weather for that. Uh, Samantha Pocop's 13 strikeouts led Tulsa to a 6-1 win over Tulsa at, uh, oh, excuse me, over UTSA at the Texas Classic. Cameron Myers' 12 strikeouts led Omaha to a 1-0 win at Central Arkansas. Another surprising result, in my opinion, Central Arkansas. One of those teams that gives top competition 
a rough time. And seeing Omaha, of all teams, to take them down, it was a little, in, it was kind of intriguing for me. I know Omaha gave uh, the Summit League, uh, they were close to taking the Summit League championship last year, but ultimately they didn't. Um, and then Texas took down Texas State 5-2 to two to close out the Texas Classic. Um, Texas, I think that pretty accurately represents those two. Um, Texas got themselves on track this past weekend, or this past week. Um, and they were able to get a solid win over a solid Texas State team. Moving on to Tuesday, Jenna Green throws 11 strikeouts in Presbyterian's 5-0 win over East Tennessee State. Casey West throws a perfect game in Baylor's 9-0 5-inning win over Prairie View A&M in Game 1 of the doubleheader. In Game 2, Baylor beat them 3-2, but that wasn't really very noteworthy for any stats or anything, so I just left that out. Michigan cruised past North Carolina on the road in an 8-0 5-inning win, mainly because North Carolina had three errors in the top of the second, which allowed Michigan to score four runs. And from there, Michigan just carried that momentum and completely destroyed North Carolina. Virginia strands the bases loaded as Liberty picked up the win 6-2 at home. Um, I honestly didn't see Virginia playing that close to Liberty, but it again, it's that in-state rivalry type deal. You know, you never know what you're going to get when you play an in-state rival, and things get crazy and everything, but... So that's why that's what makes the game fun. You just don't you don't hundred percent know what's gonna happen. But lastly, Cat Marshall's two homers, six RBIs led Northwestern to an eight to uh, Northwestern State, excuse me, to an eight to one win over Grambling State. And that's gonna do it for the week three recap. Let's go ahead and dive right into the week four schedule. Right now now all right so wednesday virginia tech at charlotte huge game for both teams obviously charlotte would be a huge win taking down number six in the nation uab at alabama i'm intrigued by but i don't expect uab to win at all i think alabama should prove why again why they're the number two team in the nation thursday BYU at San Diego State. That's a very intriguing matchup to me because I know what San Diego State is capable of. And BYU is a solid program and has been for a long time. So I'm very intrigued to see what's going to happen. LSU at Louisiana. Another very good matchup. It'll be a top 25 matchup. Um, basically the battle for Louisiana, honestly. <laughs> And then Michigan at Kentucky should be another fend as another top twenty-five matchup, and it's a game I'm looking very much forward to seeing what's going to happen. Friday, Iowa State at Arizona. Iowa State had a so-so season to this point. Uh, I want, and I could say the same for Arizona. Maybe others would say I'm wrong on that, but 
I'm intrigued to see what happens between those two. Cal State Fullerton, Utah. I want to see what the Magic, the Titans can pull off. James Madison at Liberty. That's a huge game for JMU. If JMU wants to be in the tournament, they got to win that game at Liberty. Troy at LSU, doubleheader. That should be fantastic. I'm very intrigued to see what Troy brings to the table, especially with Leanna Johnson in the circle. Boston University at San Diego State. Um, I know what Boston University is capable of. I've seen them take down Giants. But this, you know, this is just a very intriguing matchup, in all honesty. Cal at San Diego State. Eh, you know, you know, Cal's not the best Pac-12 team by any means, but I'm intrigued to see what San Diego State can do with them at home. Stanford at Oklahoma State, doubleheader on Friday. Um, Stanford's coming off a great pitching week. Um, so I'm intrigued to see what they can bring to the table down in Stillwater against that loaded Cowgirls team. Texas at Alabama. Texas desperately needs this to win that game or the other game on Saturday that they play against each other. They need to win one of them to really feel good about where they stand in the national picture, <laughs> in my opinion. Another Michigan at Kentucky on Friday. South Dakota State, Wichita State is a very intriguing game. Tori Kenichi versus the Wichita State lineup of Addison Barnard, Sidney McKinney. Um, very intrigued to see how that game goes down. Eastern Kentucky versus North Alabama is not one that you would think is a big deal, but both teams are having a solid season thus far. And they're two decent mid-majors that can make noise in their conferences and make a run towards the tournament. So, I don't, you know, it's I'm intrigued to see it, and I hope you are too. Longwood at UAB, doubleheader on Friday. Um, Longwood, like, they've been taking down decent programs. UAB's a decent program. So I'm interested to see what they can bring at UAB. Boston University versus Cal, again, that's just, I want to see Boston U magic. And Western Kentucky at Ole Miss. Western Kentucky's been known to give teams fits, good teams too, good top 25 teams. So, um, we'll see what they can do at Ole Miss. Moving on to Saturday. James Madison, Notre Dame, big game again for James Madison. Texas at Alabama, mentioned that one. Notre Dame at Liberty, that's another game that's big for both teams. Texas A&M, Utah. Texas A&M, UCLA. Is Texas A&M really a, de a really decent, a really solid team? Let's find out when they play UCLA. Louisiana at LSU, the, re uh, the reverse match from Thursday on Saturday. Um, again, looking forward to seeing the Battle of Louisiana go down again. South Alabama at Tennessee. I keep saying I love South Alabama, and with Olivia Lackey, it's hard not to imagine they, they can do damage. Um, so I'm intrigued to see... Um, I am intrigued to see uh, what... 
Olivia Lackey in South Alabama can do to Ashley Rogers in the Tennessee offense. Northwestern at, uh, at Southern Illinois. <coughs> Southern Illinois, great mid-major program uh, at, in the Missouri Valley. Um, I want to see what if Danielle Williams pitches, and if she does, can she just completely dominate Southern Illinois? Uh, let's see. Texas State at Arizona. Texas State beat Arizona State. Can they go to Arizona and take down the Wildcats? Oregon at North Carolina. This game lost a little of its luster to me after North Carolina got crushed by Michigan, but I'm still intrigued to see what North Carolina can bring against a good Oregon team. Another South Dakota State, Wichita State. Another Longwood at UAB. Another Western Kentucky at Ole Miss. And BYU versus Cal. Moving on to Sunday, Iowa State, Texas State. Stanford versus Minnesota, Texas A&M, Arizona State, Minnesota at Oklahoma State, and UNC Greensboro at North Carolina. I'm very. It's always interesting for me when the little the affiliate schools go to the big schools. And that's going to be one of those games. And and it's not like UNCG is a slouch. They are a very decent program. But anyway, Monday, the only game of note on Monday, Minnesota at Oklahoma. I mentioned Oklahoma's next game was Monday. They'll be playing Minnesota at home. I think, George, I think Jocelyn Allo is going to break the home run record in that game Monday night. Nobody wants to be the one to... Um, Nobody wants to be the one to give up the home run, but I just think it's got to come at some point, and I think it'll be Monday night against Minnesota. Tuesday, the only game of note in my mind, Boston University at Cal State Fullerton. I just want to see the two magical teams go against each other. And then ACC's, uh, some ACC series get underway this weekend. Uh, Duke at Georgia Tech for a three-game series. Apparently, Georgia Tech's getting some votes in the uh, some top 25 votes in the NFCA poll. Honestly, I'm not sure why yet. I know Blake Nelliman's great in the circle, but Georgia Tech's not exactly an ideal top 25 team in my mind. But if they can take the series at home against Duke, maybe I'll change my mind on that. But you'll have to stay tuned for next week's episode for that. And then the headliner of the weekend, Virginia Tech at Clemson for a three-game series. Keely Rochard versus Valerie Cagle. Emma Lemley versus Melissa Guimbarda. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And the game will be on Friday on ACC Network, I believe, at 5 o'clock, if I'm... I, I think. I know... Uh, the women's basketball tournament, ACC women's basketball tournament's going on right now, but I think I saw that it's on ACC Network at 5, and you should definitely watch that. But there's your week 4 schedule. Let's move on to stat leaders, starting with the individuals. Um, Daniel Gibson of Arkansas leads the nation in batting average with a .600, or .600 batting average. Haley Lee of Texas A&M is third at 
Aaron Koffel of Kentucky, third in the nation in RBIs per game with 1.86. Michaela Ramos of Iowa State, fourth, 1.71. And Addison Barnard of Wichita State, fifth, 1.62. Georgina Cork, fourth in the nation in ERA with a .13. Mackenzie Herzog of Texas A&M is fifth with a .23. Mackenzie Herzog has been a player that's gotten lost in the national scene, um, but I didn't realize her ERA was top five as of Monday with a .23, so that's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Sam Landry of Louisiana leads the nation in strikeouts per seven innings with 13.1. Emma Limley of Virginia Tech second, 12.8. Kelly Maxwell, third, 12.7 over at Oklahoma State. And Maggie Ballant of San Diego State, fourth, 12.4. <laughs> All right. Now, Georgina Cork, Blake Nelliman of Georgia Tech, and Catherine Sandercock of Florida State are tied for the nation's lead in victories with eight. Jocelyn Allo is fifth in the nation in slugging with a 1.132. Haley Lee uh, is third in on-base percentage with .706. Lainey Crudeur, excuse me if I pronounced your name wrong, of Louisiana. And Danielle Gibson are tied for fourth with .667. Kendra Falby of Florida leads the nation in hits with 27. Bailey Van Noy of Charlotte and Tate Whitley of Ole Miss are tied for second with 26. Jordy Ball is third in the nation in hits per seven innings with a 2.42. Montana Fouts and Kendra Lamb of Louisiana are tied for fourth with 2.62. T.R. Jennings leads the nation in home runs with nine, while Addison Barnard, Mia Davidson of Mississippi State, and Michaela Ramos are tied for second with eight. Aaron Koffel leads the nation in RBIs with 26, Michaela Ramos second with 24, and Charla Eccles of Florida third, uh, fourth excuse me, with 22. Gabby Plain of Washington leads the nation in shutouts with 6, Daniel Williams second with 4, and Georgina Cork tied for third with 3. And lastly, my favorite stat to keep up with, the strikeout who leads the league and our nation in strikeouts and that would be keely rochard with 88 uh, leanna johnson of troy is second with 87 megan framo of ucla is third with 81 maggie ballant and danielle williams are tied for fourth with 80 now Unfortunately, this week I wasn't able to obtain team statistics, uh, team leaders, statistic leaders, as the site just w that I get my stats from just wouldn't give it to me. So unfortunately, I don't have team stat leaders. Hopefully, that's remedied by next week, uh, by next ep week's episode. Who knows? Um, I'm sorry I don't have that for you. I know you, <laughs> you're you always interested in the team stats or who's leading in team stats, uh, but sorry I don't have that for you this week. Um, but that's all I have for you this week then. Um, plenty of softball, 
that is going to start coming on TV more and more as March Madness um, is ramping up and games are still going to be only on. Um, the women's game will be on ESPN ABC and uh, men's will be across the Turner Sports, CBS, TBS, TNT, True TV. Um, so softball games are going to start becoming more frequent on TV, basically, I, maybe not this week, but next week, so, but get, you know, take in as much softball as you can, educate yourself as the season goes on, be aware of what's going on in the nation as we go, move forward in deeper into the season as we get closer and closer to conference season, um, Enjoy the softball this weekend, uh, this week. I hope everyone has a great week and happy weekend. Um, thanks for listening today. This is Tyler with the Around the Bases podcast signing off for week four. Thank you for listening and have a great night, everybody.